Well, I'm going to go for it this morning. Is that okay? Is that okay? I have a message titled this morning, Victory Anthem. Victory Anthem. Because I just know one of the greatest things that we can all carry into this year, we're right at the start, it's the third Sunday of this year, is actually a victory anthem on the inside of us. That our faith would lead us to a perspective on life that does not allow circumstances in life to determine how we're feeling, our mood or attitude, but that our faith would have such a substance to it that it transforms our outlook on life, that we could approach 2019. doesn't matter what's thrown into it that might catch us off guard. We can approach it in faith with an outlook of joy, excitement and anticipation. A victory anthem. I love the meaning of anthem, this song, this hymn of praise or a hymn of gladness. And I just know that that's how God wants us to approach life. He does not want his people downcast, looking to the ground, being thrown around by the circumstances. He wants his people on planet earth, around the suburbs of Silverwater, Sydney, conquerors. We are conquerors. We do life a different way to our neighbours. Because we are in Christ. And when you're in Christ, I tell you what, you are positioning yourself to live a different way. To live a different way. It says this in 1 John 5, 1 to 5. It says, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Church, I want to give us a fresh reminder we're overcomes. The victory is ours because, not of us, because of Him. Because Jesus Christ, we are victorious. And I think we can go into life, this 2019, on the front foot. We can go into this life thinking about good things for the year. It's going to be a great year. God is with me. God is for me. Things are going to work out in my favor. I'm blessed. I'm a son and daughter of the Most High God. You can carry these things. I'm a person of faith. And I will have an anthem that is one of victory through all circumstances and all situations, no matter what comes my way, I have a victory anthem, a victory anthem. In the same last two verses of that, in the Message Bible, it says, every God-begotten person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. The person who wins out over the world's way is simply the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. So you've just got to start at the truth that Jesus is the Son of God. Start at that truth, know we're victorious, and know that you can be an overcomer, that you can have this victory anthem. And how we should do it is this. When life is great, we have a victory anthem. When life is ordinary, we still have a victory anthem. And when life is not going well, guess what? We still have a victory anthem. 
We do it through all parts of life. We don't just wake up and go, I wonder what today will throw at me. And, and depending on what comes my way is depending if I'll have any sort of anthem and if it's got a little bit of victory or no, we have a victory anthem through the good times, through the ordinary days and through the bad times. That's how we live in Christ. That's how we set it up. His power, the same power that raised Jesus from the the, uh, grave is the same power that's at work within us. And when that power is at work within us, that's the way you can live with a victory anthem in your world. That's how we're to live. That's how it's set up. And you live like this. You declare like that. You speak like that. Sometimes you're humming the victory. Sometimes you're singing the victory. Sometimes you're skipping to the victory. Sometimes you're walking to the victory. Sometimes you're running to the victory. But in all situations and circumstances, you're in that place of having a victory anthem on the inside of you. You might be thinking, but what about when life's going bad? Isn't that being fake? That's not being fake. That's having faith. That's having faith. It's not fake. It's faith. It's a deep confidence of God that you carry on the inside of you, knowing who He is, knowing you're seen, knowing you're loved, knowing He's a good Father, knowing that He's with you and He's for you and He's going to carry you through. It's not fake, it's faith, and that's how we live. You just have a great perspective on life. The other day, I sat in the backyard with Cleo, six-year-old Cleo, and we laid on the back grass, and we looked up to the skies, and we were seeing what kind of shapes we could see in the clouds. And she's very creative. We were seeing all sorts of things. We were seeing elephants, we were seeing rabbits, we were seeing birds, we were seeing all sorts of things in the cloud. But I'm sure there's tens of thousands of people on the very same day who were seeing the clouds and getting upset it was stealing their sun, thinking, oh, it's definitely going to rain soon. But we were looking up and seeing really good things. It was a perspective. And as Christians, with a victorious anthem on the inside of us, that's our perspective. That's how we are. That's the perspective that we have in life. It's how we see things. And you just live that way. And what I love about the community of the church is We're human and there might be days where you just dip a little bit, but when you're around others, when you're in your connect group, when you're in church on a Sunday, the anthem sound of victory coming out of others lifts you up sometimes. You've got to get around each other because as much as I can say this is how you live, we're all humans and you might have your days where it just starts to dip a bit, but you don't want the dip to go for too long. You don't want it to go very deep, but you just make sure you get around others. You want to hear the voice of someone next to you saying, you're going to make it through. You know God's a good God. He's with you. He's on your side. You you hear it in connect group. You hear it in church, in the house of God. You just keep getting around God's community that he has placed you in. Never, never run away. Just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up because it'll help your sound. It'll help your sound and you can have this kind of sound in your life. It'll help. And you just keep getting filled with more of God, more of the Holy Spirit, more of God, more of the Holy Spirit. It's been 30 years now that I've been in Christ since I was 12. 12. Yes, 42. I love you guys because you're all thinking, he looks 30, maybe 28. 42. 42. But all these years, you know, for 30 years now, I've continually tried to keep pressing into God. And it's like a daily thing. 
because I just need, I need to keep getting filled. I need to keep pressing in. I want my well to be deep. I want that anointing of the Holy Spirit to be on my life because I know when I'm dripping with that anointing, I know this is the outcome of it because the things that would normally shake me don't shake me because I'm fuller of faith, because I've got God on the inside of me. I've got the Holy Spirit. It's, it's like an infilling day after day after day and we have to fight for it in a world that's busy, in a, in a world that has a lot of noise, you've got to fight for it. Just go for it every day. If you failed one day, say, tomorrow's a new day. I'm just going to get that quiet time. I'm going to be in the Word. I'm going to be in prayer. I'm just keep leaning in. And, oh, I missed church. It was a Sunday morning, but I'm so grateful for Silverwater because they have a 5 p.m. service. I might have missed it in the morning because I missed. I kept hitting the snooze button, but I'm going to come back for night. I'm just going to make sure that I'm here, 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 that I'm going to sit under the anointing that floods and is there for all of us. You've got to be filled. And I love the example in the Bible of Paul and Silas because they were two that were filled with this Holy Spirit and it made all the difference. In Acts 16, we see that they're having what looked like a pretty good day at the start, cast out an evil spirit out of a lady, and then things turned against them. They're dragged before the rulers. They've got accusations thrown at them. Then the crowd joins in and starts attacking them. They get their clothes ripped off. Then they get whipped. They, uh, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And then their feet are placed in stocks. And then they're thrown into jail. I reckon if there was ever a day where just maybe you could lose your anthem of victory a little bit. If there was ever a day where you could start saying, we did something so good. It was all for you, Lord. And, and look what's happened. Been mocked. I've been thrown in front of the rulers. We've had our clothes stripped off. Now our feet are shackled. If there was ever a reason, they're in jail. Wouldn't have had good food. Possibly some rats, who knows? The things that were going on in there, they could have lost their victorious anthem. But Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas, full of the Holy Spirit. It says this in Acts 16, 25, about midnight, it's been a hard day, but at midnight, it says Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Don't you love what happens when you have a victorious anthem on the inside of you? A situation that could have almost buried them in despair. They get the breakthrough. They get the victory. They get the miracle because, because of the anthem. Because they actually made church happen in the prison. They had church in the prison. And I just think that's what we've got to keep doing. Being full of that spirit. Being in worship. Have worship service. Be in worship services. Be found in God's place. House. Just be here, be here, be here, because I tell you, it'll make all the difference. It'll make all the difference. And we can all have this victorious anthem, an anthem of victory because of who he is, because he's in control. When things happen, he's in control. He's in control. The future of the church here at Silverwater, God is in control. We can have a victorious anthem. Because he's in control. He's got it. He might be doing a little bit of shifting, but he's got it. It's good. The future is good and bright and wonderful. We know that. 
We know that because God is in control. He works all things together for good and you can do these things for your life. There's no obstacle greater than God that He can't get you through. If He is for you, who can be against you? No weapon formed me shall prosper. I know I'm the head and not the tail. I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation in Christ. I know that God supplies all my needs. There is promise after promise after promise in the Word of God that gives me faith that allows me to have a song in my spirit that is victorious victorious because of him and his word. Yes, Mick, so bad. Let's give him some praise. And when you live with this, this great faith, and you might be new into church, just keep hanging around because your faith will get built. That's how we should, our faith should not flatline. It should get built. It should get built. It should get built. It should get built. And it can get built. You get the next step and your faith will get built. You get to Bible college and your faith will get built. You get around the connect group and your faith will get. These are steps. These are your next steps sometimes to see your faith grow and build. God doesn't want us like this. He wants us. We're moving up. We're moving up. We're moving up. And I'll tell you what, there are some great heroes in the Bible that can help us in this. I like, <laughs> I like David. I like David. Pastor Phil in his book titled Faith says this. This is about David, David and Goliath. Old Testament story about David, the small boy, taking down the giant. Pastor Phil says this. Faith is a feeling of absolute confidence. It is David running, laughing to meet the giant. He is fully assured that God is with him. He is not trying to believe or pretending to be bold, hoping that God is with him. Neither is he confessing the word to himself, hoping to build his faith. No, he is full of confidence. He feels great. The man is dangerous. David knew without a shadow of doubt that he was looking at a dead giant. Victory was his. David made history that day. He showed us that faith, the feeling of utter assurance and confidence really does work. David, he had it. He had it the whole way. It was soul. He, he had it in that conversation before he went out on the battlefield. And it says this in 1 Samuel 17, 45. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. But I come. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. Don't you love his confidence? My hands. And I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air. He's talking here, isn't he? And to the wild beast of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and that this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. And he'll give you into our hand. Don't you love the confidence? Don't you love the confidence this young boy had? And the next verse, verse 48. When the Philistine arose and came to drew, drew, drew near to meet David, David ran quickly. He ran quickly towards the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. Sank to his forehead. He fell face to the ground. He got the victory. I love that he ran. I can imagine him. It was probably a run, maybe a bit of a hop and a skip. And there was an anthem coming out of him. He knew the victory was his. And these are great Bible stories just to know and show us what we can do in life, not because of us, because of him. 
It was because of the Lord of hosts, he says there. He knew it because of that. And we've just got to make sure that we're living like that and we're declaring things and, and we're in faith. One of the greatest, greatest joys of just a victory we had as a church in these last 12 years was the day we purchased this property here at Silverwater. Can I give God some glory right now for what he did? Because it was amazing. And I'm so grateful that some people in this house, some of our team lent in and we started a victorious anthem when all things didn't look good. We started declaring, we walked this altar declaring that this place would be ours. We were believing together. Brett, Linda and I would come here at six o'clock in the morning and we'd start praying. And even if my faith would waver, Brett's faith would be up and, and, uh, and it's as good to be in prayer. It's good to be declaring. It's good to be believing. But when things looked impossible and this did look impossible, for us to ever be able to buy this building, but who knows but God. When God comes into something, I tell you what, nothing can stop it. And I'm so grateful that for now and for generations to come, there is a church here on Silverwater Road with the largest C3 church sign in the whole wide world. The whole wide world. Because some people got a victory anthem believing God would come through and He did and he did and there's so many stories Elijah I love him he says in 1 Kings 18 41 then Elijah said to Ahab he's the king go up eat and drink for there is the sound of abundance of rain guess what wasn't raining hadn't rained for three and a half years but there's a sound of an abundance there's a sound the rain is coming it's coming it's coming it's coming, it's coming, and that's the kind of outlook, and that's the kind of faith we can have. And I love the story, because then he sends his servant, go and have a look, and he comes back and goes, sorry, boss, nothing. <laughs> go up and have another look. Boss, nothing. Go again, go again, go again. And he kept going, and he kept going, and he kept going. The faith was there, and finally, a cloud the size of a small hand. It began so small, but before they knew it, the rain came. And I love the Word of God, because it said it wasn't just rain, it was heavy rain. The rain did come. It was faith by Elijah. And these stories are there for us. And you just start declaring, and you get that sound, because an anthem is, is, is song. It's got a sound to it. I remember as a, a young man, the very first time I ran a connect group, and I was young. I was like 16 or 17, and the, the guys in my group were just a few years younger than me. And I remember this guy got saved, and then his parents got saved. And then he'd come in every week, and we'd say, oh, anyone want to pray for his servant? He goes, can we pray for Ken, Uncle Ken, that he would get saved? So we would sit there week after week after week praying for Uncle Ken. I'd never met Uncle Ken, but we started praying. We just started to get a bit of an anthem that Uncle Ken would get saved. And one day, Jacob walks in and goes, Uncle Ken got saved. It was like the biggest cheer ever in the Connect group. But there was a sound. We started declaring it and believing it. And we had this sound that he would get saved and he got saved. You've just got to have these things in life where you've just, you've just got an angle of things and it's just like, it's faith-filled. And some of you might be here today and you've, you've lost some faith for some things because there can be some really big challenges in life. And that relationship, it looks hopeless right now. It looks like you'll never get through and get through that course. It looks like you'll never 
get the job you want. It looks like you'll never buy the house. It looks like a never, a never, a never, a never. Can I encourage you here today? Just start changing your sounds. Just start putting a victory anthem over those things and start declaring it. And it might start small. You might say it once today, but then tomorrow you say it twice. And then you say it three times and you're just believing with God that He's with you. And when He's with you, then who can be against you? And and things are going to work out. You just start declaring. You just start seeing things differently. Opportunities that come up. God will speak to you and you'll send the text and what didn't get through before to that broken relationship just just nestles its way in a little bit and you just let God be God. You just do your part. That's have some faith and you let God be God. I love Joshua and Caleb as they were told to go out, go and have a look of this city and tell us, tell us what you see. The 10 didn't see a lot, but Joshua and Caleb saw something great. Numbers 13.30, then Caleb came and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. He had the victory anthem. He could see it. It was bubbling out of him. And that's just the best way to do life, is we just do it like that. And, and it's how we're meant to do it. I think of that story in the Gospels about when Jesus gets on the boat, boat and the disciples follow and they get in the boat. And Jesus he goes and has his little little nap time. It's good to know Jesus had a little nap, wasn't it? It's permission for us all. Sunday afternoon nap before coming back tonight. Might lock it in. Might lock it in. But there's Jesus asleep and this violent storm comes up. This violent storm and the disciples have to go and, and, and wake up Jesus, the Son of God, to for help and Jesus actually is not impressed. I think by now he probably wanted his disciples early on in that journey to have a little bit more faith than what they showed in that moment. And he's not impressed. He's like, where's your faith? He wants us to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We just have it. We declare it. We move towards it. It's out of doubt the best way to live life. And I'll get the band to come right now. We just live in that way. Mark eleven twenty three. truly I say to you, whoever says this mountain be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. You live in faith. You believe in faith. You just know, you get to know God. That's another great thing about the scriptures. You'll get a better understanding of God and his character and how he's working with you and for you. He'll speak to you. He only wants the best for every single one of us. And I want to just give us confidence. He's got the best for all of us in this next season. May look a little different here on a Sunday morning, but that's okay. He's only got the best. He's got eyes for all of us. He wants the best. He'll take us into the best. We can believe for the best. We can sing knowing the best is yet to come, that He's got mighty plans. And take that into your personal world. It's for you. It's for us corporately, but it's for us. And maybe here today you can leave here and you go, you know what? I'm going to change the way I talk. For too long, I used to say, oh, I'd never be able to afford a house in Sydney. It was almost like a, oh, have you seen the prices? Have you seen how much they've gone up? And the day came where I just had to change that tone. Had to, I had to change it. I had to change it. I can do this. I hear stories like, Bernie's story and you know, it's, the community is so good of Mark getting up one day and we're buying a house today 
guess what? They bought a house that day. And it was very close to the ocean. It's a good move, Mark. But you just you just kind of start to live that way and you get around people that help you. You get around the house of God. You get in the connect group. You get in the Word. You, you get in prayer. You get filled with the Holy Spirit. You keep doing all the things that just see your faith build, your faith rise. And I'll tell you what, out of that, you can have a victory anthem. Why don't we give Jesus a round of applause? Because He is good and mighty and wonderful.